Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Every Wednesday, we get to talk NFL football with the one, the only Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox and also our sister station, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Mark joins us now here on the Arizona Sports Line. Mark, good morning. Season's greetings to you, sir. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Yes. Uh, how many times since we la- or since uh, Sunday have you gone back and reviewed film of that epic Denver Arizona tilt <laughs> from, from Sunday, Mark? Yeah, I uh, I dug deep deep into that. Uh, so I actually I actually did. You know, we were looking at uh, offensively why Brett Rippin runs the system better than uh, better than Russell Wilson, which is a you know, which is a far cry from when we signed Russell Wilson and thought, uh, you know, we were going straight to the playoffs. So, uh, uh, anyhow, it uh, it's kind of a painful reality to watch that stuff go down. No doubt about it. So let's shift and talk about some of the crazy, wacky developments over the weekend. How about that play at the end of the Patriots-Raiders game? What, the ma- how, what was your reaction to that? My reaction was that... That is one of the stupidest things I've ever watched or witnessed. And then I thought to myself, isn't that the way that the Patriots have always won games in the past, basically letting the yes. other team do stupid things? Yep. You know, that's uh, the Bill Belichick mantra is, uh, you know, more games are lost than won, so let's not us be the idiots. And right. all of a sudden, they're the idiots, which um, absolutely blows me away because you just don't see the Patriots, you know, not understanding the situation and, and losing losing a ball game because of it. It's it's them that always forces their opponents into stupid mistakes like that. I think it's the dumbest in-the-moment decision ever in the history of the NFL. And we had fun with it here, too, because, you know, Chandler Jones obviously moved on from Arizona, Mark, and and went to Las Vegas, got the big contract. He's not had a good year. He's been under a lot of scrutiny. But for him to be the hero, and if you go back and watch the play, after he missed the tackle on Stevenson, he basically laid down at the 45 yard line, took forever to get back up, and then just happened to be in a place where nobody should have thrown the ball, and he gets to be the hero on it. Yeah, yeah. Had he been chasing the ball, he would have actually not made a play. And um, anyhow, uh, I guess I guess that's the proof that sometimes just being lazy pays off. So there you go. Yes. Yes, it does. All right. So the Vikings had themselves quite a comeback that came right when people were starting to go, yep, see, the Vikings are collapsing like we all thought they would. Do you buy what the Vikings did? Does it, is that the kind of victory that might actually lift them to a different level? Um, yeah, you know, they've been, they've been good. They've been close. They're like... They have won games not because they're a dominant team or because they're better than everybody else. They've won team. They've won games by situationally being aware and 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 not making you know major gaps and you know staying in close games and and so they've been able to do that. And obviously they they have a quarterback that's playing really well and they have a wide receiver that uh, you know that is that is phenomenal. So they've got really good players, but. 
Yeah, with that said, um, that's one of those things that certainly can propel you. You know, you can look at it at, at the tail of two halves. You can coach up all the mistakes and the bad things you did in the first half, and then you know, and then really revel in what you were able to accomplish in the second half of that game. And I, I tell you what, it's it was an amazing comeback. I got to sit there as we were prepping our game. We had Atlanta, New Orleans, and just sit in that meeting room and watch that whole thing unfold. It, it was just absolutely remarkable. The, yeah. the great—I mean, it's hard to believe—the greatest comeback in NFL history, right there. Yeah. You got to witness it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, and for uh, I was one of those guys, Mark, that saw the halftime score. I didn't turn the TV on immediately. I saw the halftime score, thirty-three nothing. I said, "I'm not watching football today," and I paid for it in the end because I, I missed the whole thing. I had to go back and watch it later yeah. on. Uh, Mark Schlereth, our weekly NFL guest, he joins us here on uh, Wednesdays on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, going back to the Arizona Cardinals and uh, a touch of the Broncos, and and you said something that kind of jarred this thought in my head. You asked the question, "Why does?" Brett Rippon run the system better than Russell Wilson. That's kind of the echoing of something we heard here in Arizona when Kyler Murray got hurt the first time. Why does Colt McCoy run the system better than than Kyler Murray? But it also uh, made me hearken back to last week we talked to one of your coworkers at, at the fan in Denver, uh, Nate Jackson. And he talked about the very, very lax feel from uh, the Broncos in terms of preparation for the season, how they handled training camp. It wasn't physical. Uh, there wasn't a lot of hitting. They didn't play anybody in the preseason. And I said, wow, that sounds exactly like we're going, th- what we went through in Arizona. Uh, and, and I mean, you went through camps that were very physical and very taxing. How much has that dropped off, and how much do you think that is a factor when you see seasons like the Broncos and Cardinals have had? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's always, um, you know, there's always a delicate balance between, you know, how physical can you be during practice versus how much rest is needed, and all those things. And uh, you know, I think every team is a little bit different based upon. You know, the players you have, how much experience they have, and all those things. But I think with the bad teams, you see it on a consistent basis where, you know, you watch a team that, that has a, a, a design. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's a crack on the end of the line of scrimmage where a, a wide receiver is supposed to pin the defensive end. And, you know, that wide receiver is there, he's in a position, and he goes to do it. And, like the speed the defensive end is playing with is is far more than the speed the wide receiver is playing with, and I always look back to things like that, and then the whole play gets blown up, and it's a minus three, and you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And did they not practice? Of course they practiced it, but they practiced it at a speed that doesn't happen in the game. It happens so much faster in the game, and you get shell shocked. And you know my my whole thought process as a player, and and we did it here in Denver under Mike Shanahan, and we weren't in pads. But we did it at a speed with which the game seems slower than practice. Mm. And you can, you can eliminate, the only thing you really eliminate is the big time, you know, eight yard collisions with your, if you're pulling on a trap or something. But the bottom line is, at the line of scrimmage, you can actually play faster and just as physical without pads on if you know how to do it. And I always go back to a scrimmage we had against the Carolina Panthers in Greeley, Colorado, and it was a it was just a helmets with the little foam shoulder pads on, and we just whipped their ass. I mean, whipped up and down the football field. And I'll never forget, everybody coming off the field, our guys were like, man, they don't know how to practice without pads on. And their guys were going, man, they don't know how to practice without pads on, right? (laughs) It's it's the two different perspectives. You've got to learn how to practice at a speed 
that is not only comparable to the game, but it's faster than the game without beating the snot out of one another. And and that's a like I said, it's a delicate balance, but it can be done. The teams that know how to do it get effective practices. The teams that don't, you know, have a patty cake practice, and it and it's reflective in the game because you miss. You know, you miss the nuanced blocks. You miss wow. things because you're not prepared to do it. That is such a great point because so many football coaches, including our own in Arizona, seem to get fooled. Oh, we've had great practices all week. Well, no, you haven't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've had you've had walk through tempo practices. And listen, like there's a lot of things that you know. It's it's the nuanced aspect of the game that gets lost. And when you lose the nuance, you're going to lose the game. Um, and, and, you know, we talk about, you know, you talk about Colt McCoy or I talk about Brett Rippon. It's your ability to hit the third step or the fifth step in your drop, and your route combination is right there in front of you, and you see that first guy open, and you just take it. You know, somebody told me this about, about Tom Brady. The thing that amazed, amazed them about Tom Brady is that he never gets bored doing the boring. Right, and I think that, I, I just think it's an incredible point, right? Hey, if the first read, if I'm running curl flat, which is a first day installation, every team in the league runs curl flat, right? If I'm running curl flat and the flat is open for a six yard gain or a five yard gain, if it's open, Tom Brady takes it 100 percent of the time. He doesn't go, well, I don't like that five-yard gain. Let me see if a curl comes open late, and then all of a sudden you get pressure because, you know, you're throwing it on a three-step drop, and your offensive lineman gets beat because he gets beat because he's being aggressive, and now all of a sudden you're at, at second down and 14, and now you're going to punt. And and the point being is that, you know, if you can stay in front of the chains, man, the whole playbook is open to your play yeah. caller to call. The guys who keep you on schedule, the guys who do the boring, are the guys that you really want to operate your, your team from a quarterback position. The guys who play off schedule all the time, they make some incredible plays, and it's exciting, man. It's And when it works and you win a game, man, and you win it on a 50-yard bomb, the D-hop, and it's great, and everybody celebrates. But the bottom line is, for every one of those you win you lose four games because you don't know what you're doing yeah, yeah. great point great point mark great stuff as Happy always holidays, thank you so brother. much merry christmas to you and your family and we'll talk again likewise you guys too man take care uh, you too mark gosh nfl on fox 104.3 the fan in denver he joins us on wednesdays to talk nfl football